You're listening. You're listening. You're listening to another episode of the Fresh Takes Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Fresh Takes Podcast. We're actually doing something different in this episode. We're going to try something new. We added two new segments to this week's episode and so- see if it's something you guys enjoy. If not, we'll go back to the last, how we've been doing it next week. But we'll go ahead. We're just going to jump right into it. The one o'clock games. First off, you didn't London, even introduce us. They know who you are by now. Oh, come on. Pat, I- I'm glad that. We have a co-host who really loves us enough to introduce us. Some, some first-time viewer out there is just looking at us like, who are these guys? Right. Hey, hey, if they're looking on YouTube, it says your guys' names. That doesn't justify it, Tim. Okay, I'm sorry. Join alongside me are my two favorite co-hosts, Tank and Pat. What's up? All right, all is resolved. All right, now we'll just jump into it. Not edit that out either. A London game, Ravens beating the Titans 24-16. Let's just say I feel Lamar is back to being Lamar. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. La- Lamar only had 223 yards, but like one touchdown. Usual That's... Lamar is like three touchdowns with one rushing touchdown. Well, yes, but what I'm saying is he's back to – I feel like he's back in the zone. I don't feel like he's – Playing with a slump. I think he's back That's in my head space. I feel like the whole team, well, they got there before the Titans, so that helps the whole London thing. Kind of proven if you're there longer, you'll play better. Yeah, because yeah, they went like better. Tuesday, didn't they? Yeah. And Tennessee waited till Friday? Yeah. So that was an advantage. The Ravens just looked like they, you know, they looked good, but. Also, the Titans didn't look like anything. So, I, they just need, I think they need to figure out their quarterback. quarterback. That's the problem. I think it's time for them to pass along Ryan Tannehill. I don't think he's. Well, I don't think Malik Willis is it either. Oh, I don't, I definitely don't think it's Malik Willis. I mean, is it time that they give Will Levis a chance? Freaking Honestly. Mr. Mayo boy? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Honestly, I'm just – I think the the train that Ryan Tannehill had, I feel it's departed, and it is definitely time to let him catch that train and say hasta la vista. Well, I guess we'll see whenever they come back with reports on his, what, ankle or his knee, something like that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's his uh, knee. All right, well, let's jump into another 24-16 to game. Weird that it happened twice this week. Commanders right. – Finally stumping Desmond Ritter as the Commanders win 24-16 over the Falcons. Desmond Ritter is no longer undefeated at home. Which, you know, I mean, goes back, I think I said it last week. Washington loves uh, killing streaks. And this is uh, a streak that they got to kill. I think he's now 33-1. and Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also... Uh... That was a game I had on on the way home from my market on Sunday and was more listening along. But I did happen to see uh, Coach Artie Smith's face when Ritter threw that 
interception in the fourth. And let me tell you, that's an all-time great one. <laughs> and I mean, what last week, Tank, you and I were saying it's time to put Heineke in. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't. I don't get why they don't see that Heineke is a way better quarterback than Ritter. Ritter's not the answer to that. No, no, and he might not be a better quarterback, but he will bring the juices, and people will play better. So, okay, um, I don't know. It's like where we talked about it, like during the midseason, where uh, Heineke is like the guy to go to during midseason. Yeah, I think that's true. Like. I mean, they're still hovering at three and three. So you bring him in, and if they like lose two more, maybe like say they win the next couple games and they're sitting at five and three. Like, I say ride with Ritter, but who who they got coming up? They got Buccaneers, Titans, and Vikings. Honestly, three winnable games with I think the Falcons are a good team. I I feel like if they. Don't pass the bucks. You kind of got to just try them for the Titans at that point. Yeah, because, I mean, honestly, I kind of think whoever wins the, the Falcons-Bucks game next week might just pull away with that division from that moment. Like, that might be what they need. Yeah, yeah. because I don't the, the, the Saints have – Yeah, the Saints have kind of, like, fell back. And it's weird. Yeah. After Kamara came back, they kind of, like, took a step back. Yeah. But, I mean, no, let's I just go ahead did. and jump into that game after you say what you were going to say. I was going to say, I, I have a feeling that, you know, like y'all were saying, um, with the Buccaneers and the, the Falcons, they, they, you think they whoever wins next week's game, you know, they, they're they going to take the division. And I, I have a feeling that it's going to be the Falcons. But that's well, just me. Is It's the F- – okay, so the Falcon. oh, no, they have the Saints, the very last one. I was going to say, don't the uh, Falcons play Buccaneers very last, but now it's the Saints. But all right, speaking of the Saints, the Saints lose to Houston 20-13. to Houston now goes to 3-3, three and three, which I'm pretty sure we all projected them like five or six wins. <laughs> so this is what, the third win in a row? No, they lost last week. Did they? Yes, yeah, they, they lost to the Falcons. Yeah. Yeah, they did. So, okay, I thought they. I, thought they I think they're going win, lose one, win one, lose one, win one, lose one, win one. I okay. think that's how they've been going so far, because they lost to Jacksonville or the Colts or something like that, and then they won week two, then they lost, and then they beat the Steelers, and then they lost to the Falcons, and then they beat the Saints. So yeah, Houston's on a lose win, lose win, lose win season right now. They, they play the Ravens week one. Oh, no, they lost Ravens, lost Colts, beat Jaguars, beat Steelers, lost Falcons, beat Saints. Okay. But, yeah, how do how are we feeling about the Saints? I mean, do you see Alvin Kamara getting a pep talk by Jameis Winston? He just didn't care. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I'm going to feed off of what you said earlier. I do feel that uh, since Kamara's come back, the Saints haven't really done anything. In fact, I feel like I agree with you that they've taken a step back. Um, do you think it's coaching though, or do you think it's just the team morale, or what do you think? It is? I think the biggest thing is it's uh, they threw Derek Carr in without him being ready because he had that shoulder injury. You should have just rode with Winston for a little. 
I think that's how the biggest problem. Uh, how long is Carr out for? He didn't take a day off, a game off. Remember, he got injured in that oh, yeah, Packers right. game and hurt his shoulder. He missed that's the rest right. of the game, but he came back and played the very next week. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, they killed the Patriots, but it's looking like at this point, any team can beat the Patriots. Yeah. So, I don't know. I do want to say, Tank, you and I talked about it in last week's episode when Pat wasn't able to join us, that there was two quarterbacks who have not thrown an interception yet, and it was C.J. Stroud and Brock Purdy, and you asked me who was <laughs> going to throw one first, and I said C.J. Stroud. Well, C.J. Stroud threw an interception, and then like a quarter later, Brock Purdy threw an interception. So, technically, I was right. Yeah. Technically, you were. So let's jump uh, into that one. 49ers lose to the Browns, 17-19. So I'm, my question is, what happened? Like, I know that the, the offense is, is, is injured so for the 49ers. They lost, like, four players. And, but, like, they, I just – Brock was not Brock. He was definitely – I know, the, I know the weather was, you know, a downfall for him, but at the same time, you can't fully blame the weather at all times. As I've told you guys, 49ers suck. <laughs> the Browns are really good. All right, now let's jump over to our expert penalty analysis, the old good old Pat. Penalty Pat here. Penalty Pat. <laughs> what about that penalty on the 49ers – I can't remember who it was, but when uh, he hit Elijah Moore and they threw that penalty or for targeting when he hit him in the shoulder. Yeah. I think um I don't remember that that's not reviewable in the NFL, right? Like No. Yeah, so like it's unfortunate because I think his stance kind of made it look like he like launched into him with his head. So, like, in a bang-bang, like, how it was, I can understand how, like, a ref would be quick to be like, oh, that was definitely. But then when you look at it, you're like, oh, okay. That was just, like, a normal 2006 hit. Especially because he hit him in the shoulder and didn't even hit him in the helmet. So do you think something like that cost the Niners that game? I mean, I won't say cost because they still had the chance there at the end to come yeah. back and seal it. Yeah, that's well, what I was going to say. I wouldn't have said it cost them because they had an easy chip shot field goal. Yeah, I mean, a lot of other things the Browns did against their offense worked well. Obviously, it helps when Debo goes out early and then yeah, McCaffrey, McCaffrey goes down in like the second quarter. Now, I don't, I don't wish injury on anybody. I mean, it could be, it could be against the Philadelphia Eagles or the New York Giants. I don't wish injury on anybody, but uh, you can clearly see that when, when a teammate goes down, the morale goes down for a team also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was the most rattled, like, Purdy looked, too. Like, that that defense for the Browns, they are for real. Which I got to give Garrett. Pat credit. I got to give Pat credit. He, uh, he did say that the Browns are going to look good this year, and I didn't believe him, but they do look like a good team. I just I don't think they're going to win the division. Uh, I, I think, mean, yeah, I think losing Chubb uh, kind of shattered my full projections for them. But I think if they didn't lose good. Chubb and 
if Watson didn't have this shoulder contusion or whatever that's going on, I think Browns probably could be close. Oh, to yeah, 100%. It. I agree. But, I mean, right now, the AFC North seems to be, like, the most competitive. The Bengals are turning it around. The Steelers somehow are pulling out wins. (laughs) And the Ravens are looking very good. And they're starting to get healthy players back. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think think that the AFC North is the most competitive. But I I don't know if I can agree with you yet, Pat, that the Browns are taking it. Well... If you're all done talking about that, let's get into another one o'clock game of the AFC North. Let's, see, let's do the other AFC North one. The Bengals beating the Seattle Seahawks 17-13. How, how do we feel about the Seahawks kind of choking at the last second? Well, I will say the last second. I'll say the last 20 yards. They had five red zone trips with zero points to show. They scored one and one out of six. Like which that's rough. I was watching the last like minute. They had a play where they put Kenneth on the right side of Gino. Literally no defenders at all in the secondary on the right side because they were all on the left side. And they audible Kenneth back to the left side. If you would have done a wheel route to Kenneth, he probably would have been into the end zone. But I think their problem is in the red zone, they're using Kenneth to block when he is not a good blocker. No. <laughs> And you can see when Kenneth gets a ball, he at least runs through one or two players. He's the I want to say he was almost like a, a Marshawn Lynch. I just don't think it's beefy, but yeah, he no, like not runs through people. So why would you not have dumped it off on like second and goal to try and like force yourself up a little more? I don't know. But um, what, what's your all thoughts about Burrow? Do you think he's back to being? I don't know if I'd say Burrow's back yet. I mean, last week he looked good, but that was also against the Cardinals. But yeah. this week he's, I think both quarterbacks struggled against the defenses. Yeah. yeah. Are they Bengals on by this coming week? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yes. I think, I think Burrow's definitely was like on the, trajectory he needed um after this bye he should be back fully well they got some pretty big teams after that they got niners bill texans ravens steelers jaguars that sounds like the freaking eagle schedule after week 10 <laughs> yeah so the <laughs> Bengals have uh have some pretty big teams that they're gonna have to play after bye luckily they get their bye first so that him and higgins can both rest up and Mixon can figure out how to actually start running. Orlando Brown <laughs> went down in that game. So they definitely need the bye right now. Oh, yeah. 100%. So, all right. Another one o'clock. We have the Bears losing to the Vikings 19 to 13 to figure out who's the worst in that division. <laughs> you know, honestly, I, I thought I knew, knew Detroit was going to be most likely nine times out of 10 going to take that division. But I didn't think Minnesota would be this bad this year. See, I we really... all thought Minnesota was a wild card team. That's what I'm saying. Like, but yeah. uh, is it? Uh, did I see it right that Fields is uh, out with an injury right now, or is he doing hurt his hand in that game? And they didn't say the severity of it, but it's a dislocated thumb, and it comes down to if he's able to grip the ball enough, if he'll play. If not, yeah, so, so do we get this week? But so that means we'll get QB two with. Which is Tyson Badgett. Well, I don't think he's playing. Oh, really? 
while he did god awful in that game. So oh, who do you who, who the... want to start? Say he went 10 for 14, 83 yards and one interception. Oh. I think it's time you call Nick Foles. <laughs> hey, he knows the system. Right yeah, bring him right on back. Say he knows the system. You might as well be able to plug. They got Nathan Peterman. There you go. I say I thought I thought they had him on the practice squad, but then cut him. But I, I guess he's still there. <laughs> uh, he's he's there. Good old Nate Peterman. Oh man, let's never see another snap from him. How do you feel about so you, uh, Minnesota losing Jefferson? You can again. You can tell when when a key player goes down. It, yeah, they they struggled in the past game. The first half, it, I they Hawkinson didn't have a catch until like the two minute drill. I mean, like you say, with with that, but Jefferson is, is honestly their what they base their their playbook around. Their honestly, workhorse. and when a like you said, a workhorse goes down, it, it sucks, and you gotta try to refigure out your whole playbook, and now. I think that's what everybody's going to start noticing about Minnesota is they don't have a team without Jefferson. Yeah, they they don't know what to do with their receiving core. I mean, K.J. Osborne was okay, you know, nothing spectacular. Jordan Addison got a touchdown, but. Actually, the third, uh, I signed signed K.J. in our league, and then I signed um, Powell in the other league. No, I have K.J. on our league. Oh, I signed KJ in my other league, Pow in my <laughs> other other league, and uh, yeah, their third stringer did a little better than KJ, but that was just a yeah. I was not. Ex- I picked up KJ in hopes, but I I assumed that Hawkinson was going to get most of the targets. That's what I'm. Yeah. but I I feel like Cousins just was not doing good at all. But all right. He won't be back. Jacksonville versus the Colts. Jacksonville wins 37-20, but the Colts made a comeback in the second half. Yeah, they did. And uh what's your all thoughts about uh Minshew? I mean, I think a lot of picks. What's that? A lot of picks. Three interceptions. I, he's not, I don't touchdown. I don't think he's the the same Gardner Minshew that we knew. I don't know. He did good against the Ravens, but when he came into this one, he was meh. No, if he if he I can get to he Michael is. Pittman, he's fine. I think that Gardner Minshew is such a backup quarterback that he has to come in mid-game to perform well, not back up as in they'll start two weeks. So but, you think he needs to come in the middle of the game? He doesn't. He can't start. Yeah, like for some reason, like even again for Philly last year, the two games that Jalen was out as the starter, like he he looked okay against the Cowboys in like a shootout. I would say don't disrespect him against but, the Cowboys. <laughs> but then you look at that Saints game and oh, well, didn't you guys also not have Lane Johnson at that point? Which well, we'll, we'll get into say yeah, we'll get into that during <laughs> the four o'clock games. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think as long as he can make it to Pittman, he's fine. Because the first half, Pittman had one catch, and the Colts weren't doing nothing. But then in the second half, Pittman got eight more catches, and they drove down the field. Yeah. So, 
I know. Pat, you grabbed rookie Josh Downs in that game. Yeah, I ended up catching a touchdown, luckily. Other than that, nothing. I mean, he tends to get a lot of targets. He had eight targets, but, you know, he didn't catch all of them. Yeah. I think him and Pittman are like target machines. Oh, I agree. All right, so we got one more 1 o'clock game, and it was a game that everybody thought was about to be an upset as Carolina led 14 to nothing, but then Miami <laughs> comes back to win 42 to 21. Yeah, how, do, how does a – how do you – as a Miami team, how do you like, one, Carolina get up like that? And two, if you're Carolina – how do you let it – I mean, I know it's Miami, but how do you let them come back? Listen, Miami doesn't want people to know what their team is about, so they're yeah. allowing people to score so they can come back and do stuff. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, it could also, be. you talked about, like, when your workhorse is down, you, you look different. Well, Miami's down a guy that's only touched the ball 40 times and has over 500 yards, and – they're still like, – they're just plug-and-play. They have six superstars that any time they touch the ball, they score. Take well, it, not take even that. They had a running back who would get 40% of the snaps. So now Raheem Mostert, who gets 80% of the snaps, just picks up the 40% yeah. that A-Chain lost. Yeah, and – I think yeah, Mostert has, has had – touchdowns already. I say, I think Mostert has had three touchdowns in the last three games. Yeah, he has nine on the so, season. Yeah. And, and like, I think they said him and Hill combined have 17 total. Yeah. Isn't that ridiculous? And Tyreek is 181 yards away from already having 1,000 receiving yards. I can't wait until they play next Sunday night. <laughs> Which, so here's what I'm thinking, too. If he wasn't benched at the end of the Broncos game, if he wasn't benched at the end of this game, and if they could figure out how to get rid of Buffalo, who has a terrible secondary, he would definitely be at a thousand yards by now. Yeah. Oh, one hundred. Yes. I mean, so what do you yeah. think he's going to finish with? I think he hits the two thousand mark this year. He'll hit. He'll hit two K. In fact, so I say like stays like I say twenty one. Like, no major injuries. No missing a game. A full game. Like my biggest thing that I think is if Philly doesn't have Darius Slay next week, he is gonna go all over Philly secondary. Oh, even yes. if Philly does like well Slay's kind of slow now. <laughs> well like the with Hill it's I mean it's always a team effort. Like yeah you can't you can't match anyone up one on one with Hill and expect them not to get burnt for like three touchdowns. So, Especially with Reed Blankenship also hurt. Yeah. As long as they somehow scheme to keep like the running and like small screen game intact, then the defense might have a chance, but we'll see. Yeah, well, good luck. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Now up is the new segment, Tanks. That catch, though. So go ahead and take it away, Tank. Welcome to this week's episode of That Catch, Though. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to a newest segment that we're going to be debuting tonight, which is uh, Tank's That Catch, Though. So the three I'm going to nominate, and boys, you can 
after I nominate them, you can tell me what your thoughts are. But the first one I'm going to nominate is the Michael Pittman Jr. one from Gardner Minshew. Get a pick. Minshew to throw. Puts a mare under it near side. It's caught. So the reason I chose this one is guy laid out for it. I mean, look at it. It's, it's beautiful catch. It was, it was, I don't want to say a perfect rainbow, but it was a rainbow over and he, he laid out for it. It was marvelous. My second one. And the biggest reason why I like this one is because, well, it's hell. He took off. He showed the Jets that he has, and he scored the touchdown for Miami. And then, not only when then, he does the celebration with the cell phone. Here's the video. Each team, three timeouts. Ahmed the back, two of third and six. He's 12 of 16. Lamb the block. Oh, he's got him! He's got Hill! And they've got a touchdown! Oh, he smoked him! Number three, number three is none other than Hat's favorite team, the Philadelphia Eagles. You got Jalen Hurts throwing the ball over to the sideline for A.J. Brown. And let me tell you, A.J. Brown catches a immaculate catch. Like, he kept his feet in, plus getting hit, going out of bounds. And here's the video. On you, And they add up. It makes it tough. Third and six from the 22. Hurts airing it deep for A.J. Brown. And Brown pulls it in. Did he get his feet in? He did. A teardrop from Jalen Hurts. And it lands in the gloved hands of A.J. Brown. Ladies and gentlemen, you saw all three. And my winner of those three is none other than the Philadelphia Eagles, A.J. Brown. Congratulations. All right, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you enjoyed that segment of Tanks. That catch, though. Congratulations to A.J. Brown for being the very first winner we don't have a trophy for you, but congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sorry, AJ. <laughs> since, uh, since you want to talk about that game, let's just jump right into it. Eagles versus Jets. Jets come out on top, 20 to 14. How you feeling? So now Pat? we don't even have, we have zero teams undefeated. How you feeling, no, Pat? Yeah. Pat, or do you need uh, to cry? What? No, I wasn't expecting this to be like the uh, wake-up call game yet. Like I said, I was still holding true to my preseason prediction that Washington was going to give us that. But, I mean, when you turn the ball over this much and when you – I, I, Lane Johnson got hurt. I don't want that to be the full excuse, but – the QB pressures definitely did increase once he went out. Um, yeah, you can definitely tell with him giving up zero sacks this year, him going down really affected it. Yeah. And oh, then yeah. they didn't – I mean, I know the, Jet, the Jets have a great defense, no doubt. Like the t- three of the top five quarterbacks in the league, they've held to like their worst performances in seasons. So Well, I mean, Allen threw three interceptions. Hurts threw three interceptions. Mahomes so, through two and looked bad. Yeah, like they're making people look bad. I'm just confused why Philly didn't stick with what they've done every other game and r- just run, 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 run. Like, well, because they tried with Swift and he was doing nothing. Well, in the front, but the thing with the Eagles is they don't give up. They keep doing it. And yesterday they yeah. get, they just they abandoned the run pretty much at one point, and that's not playing to Hurts' strengths. So. 
I think I think Hertz might be trying to prove that he doesn't need the tush push to help the team. With because I feel like that with how much talk it's been getting the last like two weeks, the Eagles wanted to try and prove we don't need it. So you know, if yeah. you ban it, it don't matter. We can still win without it. And they yeah. ju- they tried it too much in that game. Yeah. Like so team- there was a couple three and ones that they should have just went for it. Yeah, but I think they they hurt themselves. My two biggest things that I, I – I, one is a question and one is a takeaway. Um, this is, I think, the 13th time the Jets and the Philadelphia Eagles have played each other, and this is the first time that the Jets have gotten a victory over Eagles. Um, so, which kind of leads into my next question is because we – the Dallas Cowboys beat the Jets. The Philadelphia Eagles lost to the Jets, but we lost to the you know Cardinals. Now, what loss do you think is more more impactful to a team of the Jets losing to or the Philadelphia losing to the Jets or the Cowboys losing to the Cardinals? Cowboys losing to the Cardinals. Why? Jets had a way better defense than the Cardinals, so it was predictable that the Jets could stop them. Yeah. Okay, Pat. I also think the other thing is. With how much the Jets were getting turnovers but not capitalizing, that shows you that the Eagles still were in it. Dallas was not in that Cardinals game to begin. Yeah, I would say that too. Um, Even with the loss, they gave up the touchdown at the end to kind of like try to get the ball back. So that was kind of a gimme, six points. But, yeah, even with that, like, what was Arizona's final score over Dallas? They had at least 28, I know. It was I 20. Know. I think it was 28, like 16. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, 28, 16. Oh, wow. That was yeah. just a guess off the head. But I, uh, I knew it was 28. <laughs> I just couldn't remember what the. And, uh, was. You know, it also didn't help that in the red zone, Dak threw an interception. Jalen, I don't think, was ever in the end zone, in the red zone and threw an interception. No, the two of the picks were. The arm got hit, so it was a wobbler. Uh, bounced off Goddard, and then um, the one was just a really bad throw. Um, he yeah. was falling back and just made a terrible throw. But yeah, so I but mean, I, Philly, Philly's offense really looked like they struggled that game. Devonta Smith had a bad game; like he yeah, dropped he like three wide open passes. Yeah, which and, is not usually, and it's not him to do that. I feel. So I mean, everybody everybody has a bad game. Everybody yeah. has a bad game, but it, it you can tell that he he just there was something not clicking well with him. I'm glad that our bad game came against an AFC opponent for one, so an NFC opponent can't gain a win on us, and then also notice against what I think is like a worse team that we play and they don't throw up a dud against the Chiefs or the Bills when they play them or something like that. Makes sense. Well, not only that, you know, it's also nice that the same week that the Niners go down, you guys happen yeah. to go down as well. So it doesn't look like, oh, now the Niners could run away with the NFC because Whoa. they also went down. We might have another team running away with the NFC, though. Yes, we might. And that is the Motor City, Dan Campbell-led Detroit Lions. Detroit beat the Buccaneers 20-6. to six. Just they, 
they beat the oh. ears off of them. They just owned. They are a team. Yeah, they're a machine. <laughs> uh, isn't uh, Mayfield, isn't he out with an injury now? Did he go down? I'm pretty sure he did go down. And I'm also – I want to say this is the week where a lot of QBs got injured. There's bad QB play all around the league. And oh, yeah. 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 Four injuries. I want to say it was Trevor Lawrence, Baker Mayfield, Justin no, Fields. Baker never got taken out of the game, though. If he did get injured, he never got taken out. The man himself. And then, I'm trying to think if there was any quarterbacks that actually had a good game this week. <laughs> good luck. Tua. Tua probably. I would say yeah, two is the only back. one. Watch, it's going to be Dallas. Dak Prescott. No. Oh, Jared Goff. P.J. Goff Walker. had 353 yards and two touchdowns. Did you say P.G. Walker? Yeah. Yeah, with two interceptions. <laughs> hey, he had a win against the Niners. Did you see how ecstatic he looked on the sideline? Well, of course. But let's jump back into the Lions game real quick. Is it time for Gibbs now? Pat, you're all in and on Gibbs, and I mean, with David Montgomery going down, do you think Campbell finally allows Gibbs playing time? I don't know if he's allowed to get more than nine touches, so I don't know if he'd be a great feature back. Well, the running back they had as like their third string, he also went down. Was it Re- Reynolds? No, no, it wasn't Reynolds. It was somebody else. They put him on IR, but oh, okay. I don't remember who it was. Yeah, so I would say Craig Reynolds. I think that's his name. There's yeah, a lot Craig of Reynolds, Reynolds on that team. Uh, he'll. I don't know because I have no idea. I would think he's more suited. Gibbs will keep kind of the same role he's had, even though Montgomery's out, and Reynolds will get more. Yeah, if Gibbs like, is healthy again, running back one. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what Gibbs' main thing is. I think it's honest. his ribs. <laughs> 